Greetings to all and happy impeachment acquittal day from the Common Sense American. And I say that because it seems inevitable that within the next few hours here, uh, the entire impeachment sham should come to a close. <clears throat> and I wasn't too surprised, I don't think anybody should. If you um, scroll back through my podcast, I did a few podcasts on impeachment and I have explained in detail why this day was inevitable, why this entire process really is a sham, um, you know, a colossal waste of time and taxpayer money, which of course is something Democrats are very good at. And I said from the beginning that the timing was not just suspect, but a dead giveaway. There was no way that the Democrats would take down Trump in November. I think they knew it. I think they still know it. And the reason they cooked up this little quote-unquote scandal is because they knew this was the only way to get him out because they can't do it legally or by due process. And if you remember the first stages of this impeachment process where so much was kept behind closed doors, so much was kept away from the public, it just reeked of manipulation and a veiling of actual truth and facts. And when we all sat down and looked at it and you know, really read what was happening and understood it. We realized there wasn't anything there, as most people with a brain have also realized. Um, but I don't really want to get too much into that. We've talked about it ad nauseum. It's time to move on. And as we put this behind us, we're going to focus uh, more and more heavily, obviously, on the upcoming elections. And this is obviously a critical year, 2020 being a the time when we either say, yes, we want four more years of Trump or we want someone else. And uh, just a few weeks ago, I had asked people, you know, why, uh, you know, if you're going to vote for Trump, why? What's the reason? Is there, why would you vote to re-elect him? And if you listen to liberals and Democrats, they will tell you that people on the right are just ignorant, back backwards, you know, Neanderthals who are only voting for Trump, I guess, just because he's a white male or just they love him and they don't really even know why. That is not the reaction I saw. I saw plenty of informed, educated responses. And that is really what should scare Democrats because the bottom line is, their rhetoric that the right is just a bunch of ignorant morons who support Trump because he's a white man bully or something like that has never been true. And every time you really talk to people, you realize it isn't true. There's a lot of reasons they want to reelect him. Everything from his uh, respect of the military to the economy to the simple fact that many people's uh, 401ks are looking quite good these days. There's a lot of reasons. Um, now, but we should talk about his competition, um, and at this point, we're, we're seeing a big surge in the polls from Bernie Sanders. Uh, Biden seems to be falling off, Warren is plummeting, and for uh, probably a few months now, I think we all knew that it was going to come down to uh, Warren, Biden, and Sanders. People like Buttigieg and, and um, uh, you know, Lil Mike, I guess I'll call him, you know, Bloomberg. Thank you, Trump, for the for the nickname. They're they're just they're outliers, you know, wild cards. They might make a bit of a splash, might make some noise, but they're really not going to get the nomination because Democrats know that they have no shot. Um, I would say that just about no Democrat has any shot right now, but it's interesting to see the surge from Sanders. Uh, we're seeing it not just in Iowa, we see it obviously in New Hampshire, but in other states as well. And 
I really wanted to, I, I had done a podcast a long time ago, uh, at least well over a year ago, about socialism and why it's so destructive to humanity in general, why it is uh, sort of, it breaks down uh, society and the psychology of just being human. It really turned out to be one of my more popular podcasts, and I will still throw it out there from time to time because it, it it's not, I wouldn't call it, uh, you know, a sort of a point, point, point breakdown of that ideology. I'm basically just saying, giving you the 10,000 foot view is why it is so dangerous, why it is the precise opposite of the way humans should live. And my message to Sanders supporters, but, for, but first, let me give me my, my observation of those Sanders supporters. I live in a liberal hellhole. I live in a Democrat-dominated state, which, no surprise, is broke and just gets broker. Um, and so, of course, I see a lot of Bernie stickers on cars, bumper stickers, and things like that. And I First thing I'll say is that I've never seen a Bernie sticker on a new BMW, a Mercedes. They're always on the rust buckets. They're always on the crap cars. And there's no surprise that all the low-income people love Sanders. And if you look at his rallies, if you look at the people that attend, boy, that's a motley crew, isn't it? They dress like pigs and slobs. And yeah, I understand that pretty much nobody these days can even dress themselves anymore, but they're particularly bad. They, it's like they have no respect in themselves. They take no pride in how they present themselves to the world, which you absolutely should. It shows how little respect they have for themselves and for everyone else. And make no mistake, the dirty secret here is that they are not there for everyone. They're not there for the little man. They're not there to support their neighbor. No, they're there for themselves. That is the dirty secret of socialism. All these people support this. Why do you think all the people with little to no money, why do we think that those are supporters of Sanders? What is the average income of a supporter of a Bernie supporter? That would be my question. I guarantee it's pretty darn low. And the reason for it is the same reason why students in class, uh, the, the students who did less, didn't concentrate as much, didn't do as much work, didn't take it as seriously, they're the ones who love the idea of a curve, right? They're the ones who, and of course, they were the first ones to jump on board the uh, that idiotic notion of no grades, which started circulating, I think, maybe 15, 20 years ago, and I think has mostly died since, although I know some far-left teachers are still all over it. Um, but again, why do we think this is? That's not a coincidence. It's no coincidence that if you tell somebody that they're going, we're going to elevate you in terms of finances. We are going to give you more and you won't have to do more. You won't have to try harder. You won't have to learn more. You won't have to be more educated or more capable. You won't have to be more dedicated or ambitious. No, we're just going to put you at the level of the person who is more ambitious and dedicated and that'll everything will be fine. Uh, not only is that enslavement of the achievers, which is what Ayn Rand warned about 70 plus years ago, it is full-on enslavement of the doers and the people of the mind, and those who think and drive this country forward, it's basically shackling them to those who don't do anything. And when you have the minority, which is, unfortunately, that's who the ambitious people are these days, trying to support the majority, things become problematic. So my message to people would be, why? Why is this? Aside from the fact that apparently the only thing that you endorse is laziness, and I don't understand what your support of Sanders, you know, why is it there? 
what sense does it make? Obviously, you're there only for yourself. You're not there for anybody else because you're not going to be supporting anyone else. No, no, you will be supported. And you can point towards all the insanely wealthy people who support the socialist movement, like George Soros and various Hollywood celebrities. You can do that if you want. The Why, though? Think about this. Those are people who pay an immense amount in taxes already. They are at the absolute top end of the food chain. Hence, they pay 40-50% taxes already. Half their money, almost, or maybe more sometimes, disappears to the federal government already. You know, so, you know, in a socialist environment, it might be 60%. The difference to them is not going to be that massive. They're still going to be zillionaires. And by, you know, doling out their money to other people, as opposed to the government, which I understand, I get why they might want to do that. To them, it's no big deal. They'll still be zillionaires. Everybody else will be better off. Yeah, cool. Let's do it. They're not, that's not real. Those people don't live in reality. That's, that's, that's not indicative of the situation. Ignore those people. They have no freaking clue. They don't even, they have no idea. The ivory tower up there, ignore those people. They have no idea what this country needs or how things should operate. You know, remember that I think it's 90% plus of all the taxes the government takes in every year comes from like the top 2 or 3% or even the top 1% of the wage earners in this country. They are the ones who pay all the taxes. Don't believe for a second that they don't. Don't believe for a second that they're somehow magically getting away with it and finding all these loopholes where they don't have to pay taxes. Sure, they do find loopholes. They'll, you know, ferry their money overseas and things like that. But for the most part, they are paying a giant chunk. So it's all, like I said, it's already almost half their money disappears to the federal government if you're making a million plus or whatever it is. So socialism comes in and say, oh, well, we're going to take another 10%. Yeah, it's a hit. I get it. But they're still going to be exceedingly wealthy. Don't listen to those people. Who socialism hits the hardest is always the middle class. Always. Because they suddenly have the burden of dealing with the deadbeats. That's all it is. Dealing with the deadbeats. And it, and it falls to them. It falls on their shoulders. They work like demons and try and support themselves, try and support their families. And all of a sudden, they're being told, no, now you have to support the deadbeat family to your left. The principle being, I guess, Sanders supporters, is what they're saying is if you give these people a leg up, if you give, you know, oh, it's not their fault, you know, they've been beaten down by such and such. Okay, for argument's sake, let's just say that's true. It rarely is because we are all in pretty much direct control of our lives. That's what free will is. That's what, the, that's what a free country is. But let's assume that let's just say the majority of people who are down and out really can't help it. Really, oh, gee, it's, it's you know, it's, they're up against the odds, right? If you start giving them something for nothing, and that is your answer, your answer is essentially a band-aid. You know, we're not going to punish the, the idea of laziness and uh, people who are not productive. We're not going to punish that. We're going to encourage it by giving them more. Their concept, their idea is that if we give them a little bit more, we give them that leg up, that they will magically become more ambitious and productive. That never happens, ever. Trust me, I have plenty of very poor neighborhoods around me that didn't used to be poor, that will always remain poor because all they do is dump more money into it, they dump more welfare in, and nothing happens. Why is it that the poor seem to be the slowest moving people on earth? They walk slow, think slow, drive slow, they have nothing to do. It's clear that they have zero fire, zero ambition, 
or dedication, no interest in bettering themselves or contributing to society. Giving them more money for nothing is not going to help that mentality. It never helps that mentality. It only encourages that mentality. That's the psych basic psychology. Now, Sanders and socialist people explain to me how it works differently. How does the opposite strike you as truth? Where have you ever seen that taking place? Over the decades, all we've ever seen is need begetting need. That is an a priori truth. That is Aristotelian. Look it up if you don't know what that is. It means that that is true here and in every other, you know, universe, every other galaxy, every plane of existence. This is true when it comes to humanity and humans. Need begets need. Putting people on assistance doesn't work. It hasn't worked. If it had worked, we tried this for decades. If it would have worked, the numbers on welfare, the total number, would be going down. And the only way it goes down is if you do like, for example, what the Trump administration has done, is starting to incentivize people to move again. Saying, no, we're not going to be giving drug addicts food stamps. No, 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 they're gonna have to pass drug tests, right? We're going to make it so it makes far more sense for them to be productive because they're not going to receive benefits for as long. Or maybe the benefits won't be as much, right? You can lie and claim dependence. You can lie and claim disability. How, how abused has that been? This is a system that is routinely abused and billions have been lost over the decades. And why is it abused? Because the people in it, the majority of people in it, appear to be just flat out cheaters and takers and leeches. And we have created more of them by allowing this to continue. The answer is not to give them more. That is the Band-Aid option. That is the five-year-old reaction to this problem, very complicated problem. Saying, okay, well, you know, you, you're flipping burgers or you're just a janitor, whatever it is, here's extra money, here's better coverage for health insurance so your family's a little bit better off. That doesn't do anything. It keeps them just above the poverty line and in so doing hits the middle class so hard that they're dropped down to almost that level. So in the end, what you have is a society where 99% of the people hover just above the poverty line right at it, almost everybody. You've got the people who refuse to function. And again, those numbers will continue to swell if socialism takes hold because it is encouraging laziness and sloth. It is, it is completely incentivizing doing less, not more. That's why they're pushing for shorter work weeks and hiding behind the idea that if we work less, we'll just be happier. No, you're not going to be happier. No one's going to be happier. Nobody. The whole point of this is remember where we stand. We are topping the charts on anxiety and depression. And it doesn't help that all these you know, assistance programs appear not to be working. And you've got Sanders supporters standing there and going, this is the way things need to be. To hell with capitalism, to hell with that idea. It's just, you know, that pushes too many people down. Socialism takes the entire country down. What are you going to, what are you pointing to? The psychology of it is backwards. There's no way around it. You can't do that. It has never been right. Need begets need. That has been proven. We know that. What else do you got? You're going to look at what? Some European countries that are socialists that are, that are doing well? Well, I suppose you're going to point towards, you know, maybe Scandinavian countries like Norway. You need to do some research. Most of those countries are actually not socialist. There was an article in the Wall Street Journal a year or two ago, I think it was just last year actually, 
where the, I think it was the question was, is Norway really socialist? The answer is absolutely not. And they will be one of the first to tell you that they're not. They have a lot of uh, government programs. So on the surface, it may appear as if they are. But they're really not. They operate more on a capitalist structure than many others do. And, and look at China, for example. The flourishing cities in China, the only ones that are flourishing, are actually experimental cities. They've been operating on capitalism. They decided to try it a little while ago to see if it was actually viable. They're the only ones doing anything. The other cities are doing nothing. Living off the government, desperately limping along, which is what happens when you put the government in charge and basically just, you know, where they're going to start seizing personal property, the, the insanity that happened in Venezuela, Venezuela, Greece, it all falls apart. And by the way, socialism is not communism. I want to make that clear. Please don't be ignorant on the subject. It's not true. They're not the same. However, socialism can lead to communism. And both are evil in, in at their very core. And I think the one thing that I really want to make clear is this. It does appear, speaking of ignorance, it does appear that if you talk to Bernie supporters or supporters of socialism in general, they have no clue what it is. Not the first damn clue. They haven't read any literature on this. They don't know anything about the ideology. They can't even repeat the core fundamental tenets of that concept. They really have no idea. All they really know is, the oh, it's just more for everybody. And here's the thing. Bernie Sanders is actually riding that wave of ignorance to this surge. He is not standing up there and telling you, giving you a bullet point summary of socialism. No, he's not. He's playing into this to get the ignorant vote. He's basically saying, no, you should all have this. We're going to erase student debt. We're going we're gonna to make you know college free, everything free. This is what's going to happen. Boy, it sounds great, doesn't it? At no point has he been able to determine how that's going to happen. He does not have a plan. It was like that insane, um, you know, Green New Deal thing, which really was a joke. And now they're trying to come up with another one. But it, all these people have this problem. They don't have answers. They really don't. If you ask them, and if you really put them to it, put their feet to the fire and say, how are you really going to pay for this? Their answers are insane. The most outrageous, outlandish answers you've ever heard. They're completely unrealistic and impossible. Billions or trillions is what they're going to need. And they don't even have the faintest clue how they're going to get it. All they really know is they're going to tax everybody to the gills and they think that'll take care of everything. That's it. And they're not going any more complex than that. And here's the thing. Bernie supporters are lapping that up because they don't know anything about it. Ask them how many videos are out there of people going around to college students or even, you know, supporters, Bernie supporters, socialist supporters on the street and saying, what is socialism? They, they have no clue. They can't even begin to tell you what it is. They have some vague notion that more people will be better off or raising the, you know, the lower people and punishing the, the oppressive elites. Just vague philosophical notions that have no bearing on reality. This is all they've got. And they're going to be casting the ignorant vote. You want to talk about Trump people casting ignorant votes for Trump? I guarantee you the majority of people voting for Sanders are beyond ignorant. They haven't the first clue what's going on in the world. They have no sense of reality. And maybe it's because they, they're not really part of this world. They don't do much. They're not the contributors. They're not the doers. They're not the achievers. For the most part, they are not. They expect to get things for nothing. They can't tell you why. They can't tell you why they should be supported or why the idea of everyone supporting everyone else makes any sense at all. They can't tell you any of this. 
They're the ones who are going to cast the ignorant vote. The majority of them are. Oh, yes, you are. I know you are. I've seen you out there. You people are just, wow. And you're buying into this. You won't do any reading. You won't know, don't know anything. And yet, you're the superior ones? Okay. I, I guess. Sure. Bottom line is, Bernie supporters, I don't understand you. You, you really need to actually grow a brain. Otherwise, you're going to seriously deal a major blow to this country if by some miracle Sanders gets the nomination and then gets into the White House. That guy is freaking nuts. Not only is he a socialist and borderline communist, we know that several of his own staff members have come out as being fully communist. Um, not only is that exceedingly dangerous, but that dude is nuts. I mean, he's just crazy. Um, and so are his supporters. You know, the ignorant vote. The everyone gets everything, but we don't know how or why vote. That's what's so dangerous. That's what scares me. It's like Trump derangement syndrome, right? It doesn't seem to have any bearing on anything besides rabid dogs frothing at the mouths. They can't tell you why they hate them. They just scream obscenities. It's, it's insane. It's animalistic. It's nuts. It's a regression. This is not intelligence. This is not rational thought. Okay? I just wanted to make that plain. So I think that's it for today. Um, once again, thank you all for listening. I try and do this once a week. Please subscribe, share with friends, drop in maybe one of those five-star reviews on iTunes if you're an iTunes listener. I'm also, I guess I, I'm on Alexa if you say, Alexa, please listen to the Common Sense American. I don't know if I come up or not. I think there's another pod podcast with that title. Um, also on Stitcher, uh, you know, Google Play, you can probably pretty much find me anywhere. So by all means, uh, keep listening and I will try to keep bringing you the good Common Sense word every week. Once again, much appreciated, and uh, have a great rest of the week. Thank you.